This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Magpies Unrestricted. Hello ladies and gents and welcome to Magpies Unrestricted where we'll be talking all things Newcastle United. I'm your host Chris Simpson and joining me today is Cara Thistlethwaite. Hello. And we are joining you listeners after Newcastle triumphed 2-1 over Leicester on Sunday. Just as in nature the Magpie triumphed over the Sly Fox. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, as I said it was, I knew it was going to be a 2-1 to either team and uh, yeah, just, to be <laughs> I looked at the lineup for Leicester when it came out, and I was like, "We're going to lose." We'd had like a third defensive team out. It didn't look like we wanted to be there, even when we we're on the pitch. And I, I don't. It sounds like I'm trying to take stuff away from Newcastle. I'm not because I thought, you know, they played really well. I said that that isn't that isn't true. Both teams <laughs> played crap, um, and it was really dull. But there was some more drive from some of the Newcastle players, Bruno obviously being the main one, and that drove the team to the win eventually. Um, but yeah, my God, was it dreary? Yeah, that second half. Um, and the first half I thought was okay. Um, goals, uh, Leicester taking the lead in the 19th minute through Adam O'Luckman through, what was, I mean, you've got to say, was that really, really well-worked corner? Yeah, no, it was really good, and it was nice to see us actually doing something from a set-piece. But the rest of our play was just not how left the play. It was slow. There was no real drive. And I think the same could be said for Newcastle as well. It was. I think it was one of those where at this stage of the season, obviously Leicester getting through against PSV on Thursday, got that big semi-final now with Roma coming up. At this stage of the season, the, the Premier League doesn't really matter for Leicester it's not the main focus and Newcastle obviously on course now for safe well I think we are safe uh, I thought we were already pretty much safe anyway I definitely think we are now but it was one of those where after we equalised um, through our own corner which unfortunately meant another another set piece Leicester conceding from this season which obviously has been a a repeating pattern that we've seen. And but... it was a scrappy one at that. <laughs> In fact, both goals are just really disappointing. I suppose you can argue, yes, Michael didn't get it in control. I thought he already had to do was land on it and land over it, and that, that would have been enough. But he didn't manage to do that. Yeah, and Bruno, just clever of him just to try and poke it in. They're obviously weird that it took so long for uh, with VAR and for making the ref go over and see it because there was honestly nothing wrong with it but yeah anyway, but the ref didn't him, see that so you know that's the, end, that's that's the correct use of VAR to be fair that is the correct yeah. use of it and then yeah after that we came I think both teams came back out in the second half I think both really probably quite content to just take a point from the game and that I think what yeah as you said I think I was reflected really in frankly, how sort of dull most of that second half was really until literally the final seconds. When we just completely switched off. Yeah. Like completely switched off. We weren't even in... The formation was terrible. Yeah, which was in that 95th minute. Um, and then, from a Newcastle point of view, great counter-attack down the left-hand side through Joe Willock. 
a little bit of good uh, good fortune as he as the ball takes a, a perfect sort of deflection from his cross up off the defender, and then Bruno comes in with that diving header, which was obviously a brilliant moment for for, for us. But um, yeah, kind of a bit of a bolt out of the blue, really, considering. Yeah, I said very much both teams just I think quite happy to settle settle for that point. Um, and I guess from a Leicester point of view, doubly disappointing. You know, after we've seen things like earlier this season with the the Tottenham game where you're on the verge of winning, and again those last last minute defensive uh, lapses costing you stuff like that. Again, I don't think Leicester all told are going to be too upset about it. I think the manner of it more than anything will probably be um, annoying for them. But again, you know, you went away and won at Crystal Palace in between um, those two European legs where ultimately you got through, which was, that was the main job done. Um, but yeah, from a, from a Newcastle point of view, well, it, you know, it was going to be an okay point and ended up being something far better, far more enjoyable than that. With that last-minute winner, I mean, I can't even remember the last time Newcastle scored a last-minute winner. So just, just to have something, have a moment like that is just, uh, it's just nice, uh, nice to have that. Something that we haven't had too much of recently. Yeah, Bruno's performance. I mean, we've spoken uh, quite a lot about him recently, haven't we? And how he's he's a special player, but um, really becoming a key key force for us in midfield. You know, I mean, Eddie Howe sort of took. Did take his time, sort of integrating him into the team. Um, of course, as we were playing really well right after he arrived, so I, I can understand that. But I think at this point, he's you know he's really sort of locked down a place there, hasn't he? Yeah, no, I agree, and I think his drive is what drags the rest of the Newcastle team. Um, that type of mentality that he brings to the squad really sh- uh, was shown in stark contrast to to Leicester's in that final five minutes, to be honest. Um, and again, yeah, Newcastle do need that every now and then because, as we've just said, they didn't really do anything for the, for the <laughs> second half <laughs> until right at the end. So, yeah, it's just, just it's nice to see that someone that you've brought in is actually um, making such an impact. Yeah. Um, pretty much straight out of the box, to be honest. Um, so yeah, no, it's good, and he seems really happy at Newcastle, which is also something really positive. He's very positive about the club. He's very positive about the supporters. He's very positive about the city, um, and all of those things obviously are going to make him an icon, I think, at Newcastle. And um, from the interview that he had after the match, that seems to be what he, exactly what he wants. Yeah, he wants to be remembered um, as a player that makes a huge difference at, at this club. And um, you know, good for him to be honest. It's, it's nice to hear a player that isn't just there to make themselves look good. Yes, that is his end goal, but he wants to play for mm. the city and for the fans. Yeah, and we've not had too many players like that of like who've come in and yeah, as you say, have spoken the way he has and have that ambition the way he has beyond just as you said, yeah, just wanting to look good to then maybe get to a bigger team. You know, he, he's really kind of bought into the project. Um and then in terms of just on a more wider sense, like you know, we, it was our fifth consecutive home win, and as we discussed last week about with, with our rubbish record at home to Leicester, ended that run of six consecutive home defeats to Leicester, which is nice. And it's it's yeah, it's just good seeing us make St James's Park 
a difficult place to go again for opposition teams because you know I'm, I'm, I'm obviously saying this with a fair bit of bias listeners but you know it, it is it's a fabulous stadium it's obviously one of the bigger ones in the country it has when the fans haven't been just completely ground down by you know your Bruce's and Ashley's of the world it it, it is one of the one of the stadiums in in England where you will find some of the best atmosphere this is this is a testament to how boring that match was <laughs> right Newcastle fans always known for producing a really good atmosphere Leicester fans also known for being extraordinarily loud even when travelling both were bloody silent for ages <laughs> it was that dull <laughs> Sorry, go on. No, no, it's a fair point. As I said, you know, that atmosphere was mainly after that final winner, but it's St James's Park should be a difficult place for other teams to come and and pick up wins and points. And it's been too easy for them in recent years. We've too many teams have, I think, probably had, and Leicester, I suppose you can you can include in that in terms of how well they've done at St James's Park recently. It should be a bit more of an intimidating place to come. So it's, I think it's it's really promising to see that um, that we're maybe starting to get a little bit of that back, and also that just resilience of the team to come from behind to win the match. I know obviously it only took us about eleven minutes to equalise, and then it was one all then for the next hour and a bit. But even so, you'd literally just rewind a few months. And it would have been absolutely game over just when that first Leicester goal went in. Yeah, that's the point. So I think that's, again, at this point, it's more just sort of setting us up now for next season. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, promising end to this season and then really setting us up to, well, at a minimum, I really hope, just not be in the, the relegation scrap next season. I'm not saying we are going to just push off and you know, kick on up the table up into the top eight, top six or anything, you know, immediately. I think I think we need to um, have a bit more sort of uh, realism in our in what, what we think is going to happen. I don't think we're necessarily going to completely just take off, but it would just be nice to not have to be in that relegation conversation and, you know, have that sort of maybe year of stability and then maybe try and focus on really kicking on up the table if, if we can. You need to sort out the squad that that's the main thing exactly. that's the main focus before you even start going for numerous titles and trophies that it you just need to build and i think that foundation has has been made now so we will all see and live in expectation yeah i mean to, to draw a, i suppose a pop culture comparison we basically need to do what marvel did oh, rather than what dc did in terms of establishing their respective <laughs> cinematic universes. But DC did Yeah, but in terms of the films, you know, Marvel really kind of, they did it patiently. They gave Iron Man a film and Thor and Captain America. They really kind of built it up. And then you have the Avengers and then it we kicks on we, from we there. Don't, we don't need a whole cinematic. I'm just saying, yeah, DC, <laughs> Batman, it's a whole thing. You guys, I'm sure you guys know, listening, know, they just tried to rush it. They were rubbish. We it, we it's, not, it's been a thing. It's been a thing. <laughs> Just saying, Newcastle needs to be Marvel rather than DC. Uh, but look, I mean, in terms of where it actually leaves us, we're up to thirty-seven points now. So again, I really very much think we are safe, even if we weren't to get another point for the rest of the season, which it, I think obviously is unlikely with the way we're playing. I'm just not sure any of the other teams now at the bottom can can catch up with that. So, um, 
yeah, just nice to have that relief and also have it this early, relatively speaking. You know, we've still got um, a month and change left of the season. It, it's, it's it, yeah, just a huge relief to not have to go into those crunch games because we've got some tricky fixtures coming up and not have to worry too much in terms of looking over our shoulders, which is good. Um, and it was nice, actually, as well, after the game, uh, even Brendan Rodgers, actually, um, really, I thought, some, some quite classy comments uh, when, when he was sort of reflecting on the defeat. Obviously, I think he was obviously quite uh, disappointed with, you know, as you always are going to be with any sort of last-minute defeat. But he, he was full of praise, actually, for, for Newcastle and for the fans, saying how happy he was um, for the Newcastle fans, sort of speaking about how, how much he enjoys visiting um, the club. I, I imagine a good part of that is the fact that most of the time when he visits, he wins. But, um, <laughs> but you know, in, in saying, I think, I mean, at one point which he says, um, you know, described us as one of the iconic football clubs in Britain, um, it's just it's just nice to sort of hear that sort of stuff. Um, it's just not even. It's just nice to hear it from somebody who's manager of a team other than your own. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you um, actually have some form. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I think. I mean, obviously, if you want to be really cynical, you could just be like, "Oh, well, you know, Brendan Rodgers might want to manage Newcastle one day." You know, if we're up in the uh, Champions League or whatever. But I think, I think it really that's just come from just a nice place um, and. You know, obviously, he, 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 at times he can come across as a bit of a David Brentish figure, but generally, I do have a lot of time for Brendan Rodgers. So, um, just just nice comments to hear there. Um, and in terms of other news this week, uh, not a huge amount to go through, but Kieran Trippier, as we've kind of been giving updates in recent recent weeks, looks like he could be back in the next sort of ten days or so. Um, It'll be nice to see his reaction and how he's going to fit into a squad that. The midfield has certainly developed. Um, see what what else he brings, and uh, I assume we've not heard anything about Ryan Fraser either, because he's obviously still injured and wasn't playing. Um, I don't, I don't think it was too bad. So I think we might see him again uh, fairly quickly. I don't think it, it was obviously, as he said, he was obviously serious enough to uh, keep him uh, out out of the lineup for um, for Sunday's game. But I, th- I think um, I don't think he's going to be out long term. So, yeah, Callum Wilson. I think we maybe see him on on the on the pitch again at some point before the end of the season. But if we do, I think we will barely sort of see him. But yeah, but I think having Trippier and Fraser will make a huge difference to support the midfield and forwards. And just to be honest, the whole squad going going forward in absolutely. The game. Um, and and it's like a nice boost down the line. So yeah, it'd be really really interesting to see how it changes or how it improves the, the team dynamic to be honest yeah um though actually you know shout out is is a player who gets a fair bit of stick from a lot of newcastle fans and lord knows we've um we've <laughs> not always been kind to him on here as well but shout out actually to emil Kraft. i thought he actually was uh, one of our best players on sunday um admittedly not necessarily against a, a rampant Leicester side who were really attacking with uh, an enormous amount of quality and verve necessarily, mm-hmm. but still, it, it, and it was, but it wasn't the first um, good performance he's put in of late as well. So, little shout out for him there. Um, and in terms of our upcoming games, listeners, we've actually got a double header this week. 
as we just try and uh, cram in all these remaining games between now and the end of the season. So we've, we're at home to Crystal Palace on Wednesday and away at Norwich on Saturday. So, yeah, a little bit of a, a doubleheader and then some pretty tricky fixtures after that with, with the Liverpool, Man City uh, and Arsenal coming up after that Norwich game. So it'd be really nice to get some points here. Yeah, I, I think it would do really good for the confidence of the team as well to get some points here while going up against those, um, I suppose, upper echelons of money bag teams, <laughs> which obviously Newcastle will be at some point, though. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> money bag possibly. Team. I wish it you'll be one of those the that, way it is happening. Yeah, you'll be one of those where you go conspiracy theories probably should have got free kick there. I mean, to be <laughs> honest, should have been the card against one of your players. I can't remember which one it was now. Well, attack on Leicester. But because you're a big money bag team now, <laughs> funnily enough, that card never came out, did it? Already buying the rest, folks. Already, already working our devious dark magic. <laughs> uh, I laugh because otherwise I'll get quite upset about the whole Saudi situation. Um, so I'm trying to just look at the positive. Again, as always, listen, you, you do kind of my feelings on that subject. But, um, and you know what, actually... Uh, Real shame, obviously, for Crystal Palace not to get through their FA Cup semi on Sunday as well. 2-0, uh, obviously, they lost to Chelsea. So they're going to be coming into this game on Wednesday with that disappointment. And I'm sure they're going to be looking for a response as well. Um, I mean, well, the hope from a selfish point of view is that maybe they'll be a bit down in the dumps and we can capitalise on it. But, of course, what I think is also just as likely is that Patrick Vieira, who, you know, it must be said, is doing a really good job, actually, this season... Um, despite there being, you know, a few doubts about him when he first um, took over, yeah, very good job he, he's done, and he'll want a big response from them on Wednesday to kind of bounce back from that disappointment. So I think it could be quite quite a tricky game actually um, against the Eagles. And although you know we're on the same number of points, worth pointing out that um, you know they are literally better than us at, at both ends of the table. Um, They've scored quite a few more goals, certainly conceded a lot uh, fewer goals. So even though the points are uh, pretty comparable, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a tricky one. And then Newcastle's second match is obviously on the Saturday against Norwich. Doesn't really have much riding on this. I, I'm assuming that one potentially could have been televised if you were both in the bottom three at the time. Um, yeah, it's one of those that could have been had, had we not gone on this uh, this great run, could have been really crucial for us. So it's again, it's a bit of a relief that it it isn't this big crunch game, and that we can kind of go into it. Obviously, hoping that we're going to pick up some more points, as we've said, but without that added sort of devastating <laughs> pressure that um, that Newcastle do wonderfully with, obviously. And I, th- I think I think one of the things I'm just hoping for is that, you know what, we actually get... A, well, revenge is the wrong term because we drew with them one all at St James's Park earlier in the season. But if you remember, that was the game where Kieran Clark really stuffed it up for us. And we I, I think we would have absolutely battered them had he not you know got himself sent off after 10 minutes. So from that point of view, I feel like we really owe them, Mike. A proper rematch? Yeah, so I, uh, I think... That's what I'm really hoping for uh, for this Saturday. 
Yeah, and it is potentially a last winnable games until maybe Burnley on that last day. As you said, you've got Liverpool, City, Arsenal, and Nor- uh, um, after Norwich. So to get a couple more results, maybe bumping you up into that top half. But uh, yeah, nothing, nothing really majorly riding on this match at all. And to be honest, for the rest of the matches in this um, season, you're safe. You're now only really playing to see if you can get into that top half, which I think is probably probably where Newcastle deserve to be but everything's so condensed and it is insane how close this whole table is um yeah there's a lot of teams in there so I mean although we're only three points off because there's so many teams in there and because we've got yeah as we said some some really tough games coming up I'm not sure we're going to quite manage to finish in the top half but I just want to see us really just finish the season as strongly as we can I know a lot of teams at this stage of the season once you've got safety assured as they say, they tend to uh, go on the beach, as it were. I'd really like to see us really just finish finish strongly to really set us up um, for next season and, and to see these players, a bit like Kraft and some others who are maybe kind of fighting for their futures a little bit, really see them make a case for why why they should stay. Yeah, I can't I can't see you taking the foot off the, off the gas. You hit the nail on the head there when you said that they've got to play for their futures and, and that was even echoed in Eddie Howe's um, interview afterwards uh, when he was discussing about like new players aren't necessarily going to be bought in it isn't going to be an instant mm. thing because the financial fair play rules mean that there will have to be sackings if you're going to bring new players in which implies that there's potentially going to be an overhaul of personnel not just people coming in but people leaving which is to be expected but these players are obviously going to now be playing to prove a point so could be good could be an interesting last couple of matches exactly and we'll be here to um, talk about both of those games next week in the meantime if you could please give the podcast a like and subscribe and leave us a positive review that would be absolutely fantastic and this has been magpies unrestricted i've been your host chris simpson thanks cara no problemo and thank you listeners bye This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts.